Welcome to the Rise Up in Business podcast. I'm Tracy Myler Crane and I'm your host. I'm a business lawyer, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a mum to two wonderful little people. This podcast is designed to be the business and law podcast for small business owners. Each episode explores different business and legal concepts in a clear and easy to understand way, all delivered in bite-sized chunks that are easy to listen to. You're sure to be able to take little nuggets of gold from each episode and implement them into your business straight away. I'm bringing you these podcast episodes each week with my intention being to share with you what you need to know to feel empowered so you can rise up and take control in your business. Let's get into today's episode. and welcome back to the Rise Up in Business podcast. Today's episode is going to be really practical for so many of you and you'll be able to walk away with some real little nuggets of gold that you can action straight away. I'm I'm really sure of it. Continuing on the theme of overwhelm in business, I'm talking today with Christy Robinson and we're going to have a chat about overwhelm and business systems and processes. Christy is a business coach and a consultant, and she specializes in helping small business owners scale and build sustainable businesses through strategies and systems. And this is just a shared love of mine. So I'm so happy to have her on. Christy, welcome. And thank you for joining me. Tracy, what a lovely welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to be having this conversation with you today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so grateful that you've made the time. For those who don't know who you are, could you tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about your podcast? Because I just know that so many people will get value out of hearing this from you now as well. Oh, thank you. Well, let's start there. So the podcast that I have is the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast, and it's for business owners who are in the growth stage of business. And Tracy, I think you're calling it the what's next stage. I call it the messy middle. You call it the what's next. But what we're both talking about here is the growth stage of business. And so often when we get to this stage of business, overwhelm hits like a ton of bricks. And so I wanted to have good, robust conversations to support business owners in this stage of business. And the reason for this is because this is the work that I do outside of the podcast as well. So as you said, I'm a business coach and I work with business owners who are specifically in this stage of business to help them to look at their operating and business model to help them to take their business to their next level of growth and scale. I love that. Thank you. That's a really lovely introduction, which is so descriptive and helpful. What I love about the way you approach your work with your clients is you don't take a Band-Aid solution, quick fix, let's just slap something on to keep you slogging, keep you going through, you really dive in and you genuinely do focus on sustainability. And I love that. So let's dive in and start talking about this. So in the podcast so far, I've been really talking to business owners who really hit that three-year mark where there's a pause, there's a deep breath and it's okay. I can come up for air now. I'm wearing all the hats and I'm doing all the things. Overwhelm is real. Burnout is just around the corner. Let's call it for what it is. Yeah. We need to take stock and we need to have a look at where we're at and where we're going. It's that, what am I doing in my business with my processes and systems? It's almost like an evaluation. Yeah, absolutely. I love the way that you phrase that actually, Tracy. First of all, it's really important for you know you and I to acknowledge to get to this stage is a privilege. A lot of people don't make it out of startup, right? So for your listener who's listening to season five, this is what you're talking about. They're in a great position. And I think on paper, it looks amazing. But then when you peel back the onion or look behind the curtains, it's a really challenging stage of business. And 
I mean, let's face it, every stage of business has its challenges, but this stage of business can have personal impacts. And it's so interesting because on those large Facebook groups, I don't know if you've started noticing it, there's a lot of people starting to talk about what's my kind of opt-out here. And this is where it all began. This is why I do what I do because that was me with my first business. I was so overwhelmed. That's really what I'm trying to avoid for my clients. And that's why I talk about sustainability because a sustainable business is a business that's going to be here 5, 10, 15 years from now that you still love to run. I am seeing it. You're right. And I hadn't really registered until you just pointed it out. I am seeing it a lot. And I'm fielding a lot of inquiries right now from people who need some legal support when they are looking at selling and positioning themselves to sell. But you're right. But why are we getting to that point with this concept of working in the business rather than on the business? And I almost feel like it's a not being able to see the forest for the trees sometimes and and not being connected with our why and being clear on where we're going. Absolutely. I think there's two parts to this, Tracy. I think absolutely you're not connected to where you're going, but also you're still doing things as you've always done them. Now, how you run your business when you've got one, two, three clients and how you run your business when you're at scale is two fundamentally different things. And that's why I talk a lot about the operating model of your business, because at this stage of business, you can't afford to be doing all the things. You can't afford to be touching all the things. You can't afford to be kind of winging your business that you can afford to do those things in the startup stage. Whereas this stage of business, you really need to be intentional about what and how you run your business or what you do and how you run your business rather. And that starts with exactly what you said a moment ago. You have to go forward into where do you want your business to be 5, 10, 15 years from now, which is what we all know to be is the vision of the business and then work backwards from there and really looking at the operating model of the business to ensure that what you're doing now and into the future supports those long-term goals. So when you say operating model, what are you referring to? Where do we start? What are we looking at? Oh, good question. Well, there's a lot of different things, but starting with your offers is a great place to start. So for a lot of people, and this is where bright, shiny object syndrome can come into play. We think we can do that. I can do that. I should be doing that. And in reality is, do you want to be doing that? And just because you've done your business a certain way to this point doesn't mean that you should into the future. So it's what you said at the top of the episode, which is that let's just pause for a second and think about, is what I'm doing what I want to be doing moving forward? And that's really looking at the offers of the business. And so that's the first place to start. And then the second place moving on from there is essentially your service delivery. So how are you actually delivering on your transformational promise or the outcomes for your clients? And as high-performing individuals, which let's face it, business owners are high-performing, We want to be able to do all the things for our clients. And do we actually need to? That's the question. Do we actually need to be doing this as part of our offers? And so getting really intentional about the things that are on our to-do list to deliver on our services would be the extension of, well, what is it that we're offering? What a great place to start. And this is where overwhelm kicks in, I think, because there is this need at this point when we are exhausted and we're feeling the overwhelm, and we're focusing on where to next, what do I do? And this is the point where the Band-Aid solutions come in. This is the point where we go, well, I'm really overwhelmed now. I'm really busy. I just need to get through this next little bit, and then I'll think about it later. And that's the Band-Aid, certainly, that I see. Do you see that a lot? 
Yeah, definitely. But my question to you and to your listeners is, do we want to actually be fitting more into our day or do we want to be focusing on more of the right activities that's actually going to move the needle on the business? How do we know? How do we know? Because I love what you said about just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. And just because you've been running the business this way doesn't mean you need to continue running the business this way. But how do we take stock and work out what's working and what's not and where we actually want to be focusing? How do we do that? Well, I think the first and foremost place to start is with the vision of the business. So start with the end in mind. And then if you're looking at the here and the now, which I know is what you're looking for me to answer in terms of a a practical solution and an actionable step following the podcast, maybe the best thing for you to do right now is to write a list of all the things that you are doing and actually ask yourself, why? Why am I doing that? Does that need to be there? And from there, you can decide, well, is this something that I actually want to keep in the business? Do I want to retain that and maybe reshape that even if it's something that you don't want to do? Is it something that potentially I can hire a team member or outsource that activity to? Or maybe I can employ a tech solution to have that or perhaps altogether, it can be taken out. And that can feel a little bit scary taking out something that you've always done. But you know what? At this stage in your business, you don't need to be doing all the things that you've been doing to this point, in my opinion. Oh, and I share that opinion so much. And this is where I think we can start confidently talking about niching as well, because niching is something that certainly contributes to the overwhelm. It's scary. It's confronting. It's all of the things. Speaking from experience, both niching in my own business and supporting other clients through that process. Once we do look at taking things out, as you say, and really focus on that niche, the growth just flourishes. It just really, really does. It's almost paralyzing for so many small business owners. Do you see that when they get to this point and go, oh, I I need to stop throwing the spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. I really need to stop trying to be all things to all people and having the confidence and the support in place to be able to take those steps to actively niche. Absolutely. I've spoken a lot about this on my podcast is the book, The One Thing was a big contributor to this for me personally, is that when you're trying to be all things to everybody, you're no things to nobody. And it's such an important part of your business. And yes, you might enjoy working with different types of clients, but when you niche, you get better known for the thing that you do. You work with absolutely amazing clients, but also If overwhelm is truly something that's a sticking point in your business, then that's going to be a big part of relieving the pressure there. It is to flow on from that, isn't it? When we're talking about overwhelm and we're talking about niching and we're talking about whether we grow our team or implement some tech solutions, what are your go-to places to start exploring some of these tech solutions that we can look at implementing to help us work through the overwhelm, to help us finesse the business and, and the way forward? That's a really great question. I think it starts firstly with the individual of as of the business owner. As you say, I'm not really one for just having the same solution for everybody. Every business is unique and the type of business and offerings and how you do your business is different. And secondly, every business owner is different. So in my experience with working with a number of different types of clients, not everybody wants the responsibility of having a team member. Not everybody wants to get stuck into systems. They don't necessarily trust it or they don't want that complexity in their business. So it really does start with the individual business owner and what they're looking for in terms of garnering the support that they need. In terms of well, what do we do with this conversation here? Because again, I know that everybody wants to have some sort of tip or some sort of action to move forward. The first thing that I would encourage anybody to do is to take it easy to take it slowly. 
if you are going to overhaul your business in 90 days or in a quarter, that overwhelm that you're talking about now, that is about to be amplified. And if you were to just just stop and take it a little bit slower and go, well, I'm going to slowly start to make some changes in in my business that I know are going to help me. And then it's like a building, like I always use a building analogy. And then you can just start to add on to it and add on to it and add on to it and make it better as you go along. But also it gives you time to test. And so what I mean by that is, is that you can implement a tool in your business, say, for example, and if it's not working for you, you can have that space to tweak that tool or maybe test a new tool if that tool isn't working for you. But if you kind of go in and go, I'm going to like implement these six new systems into my business, you're not going to have that capacity or that space to do that. So I just wanted to preface that first of all. Then in terms of a practical way of what do I do in my business to either add in a tech piece or in a team piece is to first of all, look at repeatable tasks in the business. What are you doing on a regular basis that you could either outsource to a person or you could implement a tool to support you with that? Because if you are manually touching and doing all the things, I see that is a sunk cost. So start there. I love that. You've just taken the pressure off just listening to you talk about slowing down, which seems to be a common theme at the moment in my life. I keep telling myself to slow down. But it takes the pressure off because as business owners, we're always thinking, I've got to be doing more. I've got to be doing more. I've been on socials. I've seen this person on Instagram. They're doing that. I'm not doing it. I need to do all the things. First and foremost, pause, slow down and take the pressure off. I love that. I love what you've said here about the touch points. What is it that you're doing often? Let's have a look at that. I support lots of people through setting themselves up to outsource, whether it's to a a VA, for example, by way of some type of service agreement or bringing on a team member and getting really crystal clear around what it is we want those team members to be doing. But what you're talking about is the step before that, which is looking at what you're doing Mm. and where does this fit and having the confidence and the courage, I think, to be willing to identify areas of the business and things that we're doing that we can let go of and then focus on the things that we want to maintain and look at enhancing and improving those in order to be able to move forward in a sustainable way. And I love your focus on sustainability here because already it feels soothing to me having this conversation because the pressure's off because we're the ones that are putting pressure on ourselves. Absolutely. And this comes back to as business owners, we're overachievers, we're high performers and your comment around, we've made the decision to do it, we want it done now. And that's then just going to amplify or add to that overwhelm feeling. In 2022, we want it yesterday. And what's the rush? If you really, really want to have a business that's here 10 years from now, what difference is it going to take if you take it slowly, get it done right, and it takes 6 to 12 months to get this done, but in a 12 months time, you're going to be feeling awesome or six months time, you're going to be feeling awesome. That is so heartening to hear. I actually had a conversation with my six-year-old daughter yesterday and I was trying to explain to her what instant gratification is and why it's not a good thing. And so you can imagine how pear-shaped that conversation went, but the concept is there and I'm looking at them thinking, we don't need it right now. We've agreed on something. We've talked about it. Yes, I've agreed to this acquisition that she wants to make, but she's probably learning it from me full transparency here, and I'll share this with listeners. I first reached out to you when I was listening to one of your podcast episodes and you shared that when it comes to the DISC personality profile, you're a type D and I'm a type D, so no surprises there for anybody. And that was when I connected with you and sharing in that. But on reflection, my six-year-old is getting this from me. 
now, 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 go, 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 hustle, 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 which I'm really trying to let go of, but I don't think I'm realizing how much they're picking up from us. Yeah. I mean, they're little sponges, but you know, one thing you can't discount Tracy is, is that she's probably a D herself anyway. They have their personalities, I think, regardless of what we do. Like I know with my two children, I've got a high S and I've got a high D and I'm not an S. I'm very low on S actually. But I think the thing is, is that as D style personalities is that we're very task focused and this is almost in some cases to our detriment. And this is where knowing your disc or knowing your Enneagram or whatever profiling you choose to explore gives you an opportunity to go, actually, these are really great aspects of this personality profile. These ones are not so great. And for me personally, when I first stepped into leadership, which was around 2015, I thought that D was a bad thing. But I'm so glad that I've had all of these years to really understand, well, it's who I am and it's how I get stuff done. And it's how I'm so decisive around what I do. But also I need to go, okay, these are the spaces that I actually need to either pull down or pull up. And this is empowering in itself. I've learned, I've learned along the business journey and what you're saying becomes encapsulated in having the right support around us to be able to increase our self-awareness and learn these things and learn more tools to have at our disposal, to be able to do all the things in a sustainable way in our business, which I love. I talk a lot about the value of being surrounded by the right people in business. And you are most certainly somebody who adds such value to the clients that you work with because of this unique perspective you have and this commitment to supporting business owners through long-term sustainable growth. And the message here, listeners, is slow down. I even have that on a post-it note next to my computer at the moment, to slow down. And there's so much value in it, but we don't come to that realisation on our own and it's not set and forget. And we do need support, which is why people like you and I are here. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. This has just been so lovely to chat with you and to be able to share some of these little pearls of wisdom with the listeners so that they can actually take things away now and implement food for thought, give it more time and more space, I think, to the business, where it's going, and then what does that look like for sustainability and what does that look like for now? I just loved it. Oh, Tracy, me too. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And yeah, I really loved this conversation as well. So tell me, how can people find you if they want to listen along to the podcast or follow you a little more closely on socials? My website is christyrobinson.com.au and I'm also on all the socials. And what's your Insta handle? It's christyrobinson underscore consulting. Fabulous. Thank you. And we will put all those details in the show notes to make it super easy for people to reach out and track you down. Again, Christy, thank you. I'm really grateful for your time. Thanks, Tracy. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I very much appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you liked the episode, please be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you found this episode to be of value for you in your business, I would be ever so grateful if you would take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, because that will help this podcast reach the ears of more business owners. If you haven't already, don't forget to jump over to my website and download your free copy of my annual legal checklist designed specifically for small business owners. And if you're ready to set your business up so you can get paid every time hassle-free, check out my course, Getting Paid Made Easy. You can access these resources on my website at tmsolicitor.com.au. Remember, in business, prevention is better than cure. I'll be back with another episode for you next week. Until then, take care.